Hey guys, and welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome to the podcast. Um, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll have to say that way forever because I have a YouTube channel. Go subscribe. Anyways, college football is back, and they have already given us amazing games to stare at for three hours on a Saturday afternoon. Penn State Wisconsin game, the Georgia versus Clemson game. You even had games to watch that were supposed to be blowouts. Northern Illinois somehow beats Georgia Tech after being 19 point underdogs. Tulane's heart crusher in the fourth quarter after coming from 20 plus points down to the number two Oklahoma, where they were 20 point underdogs in that game. A Rockin' Lane Stadium where, with Inter Sandman back and an upset win over UNC. And Oregon only beat Fresno State by seven points as well. And finally, watching Bryce Young and players like John Mechie and Jameson Williams assuming uh, wide receiver one and two roles, star roles after players from previous years. And and did I forget some games or players in that? Yeah, I did. But that just goes to show how stacked college football was in really this past weekend and really its first as close to normal year or week weekend since like 2019 early 2020. Anyways, this episode, I'm talking about another stacked matchup between Florida State and Notre Dame out of Tallahassee, Florida. They deliver a classic on Bobby Bowden's Memorial Night. I'll talk about important moments from this game and some opinions on players all coming up on today's show. Let's get into it. Alrighty, so one of the first things that happened in this game is it's almost like Florida State had a lapse of coverage or blitzed one too many men or something and it just opened up. Uh, so it really just left a man wide open. They're going to have one-on-one coverage everywhere else and just leave one man wide open. And that was going to be Michael Myers, Notre Dame's tight end, for an easy touchdown. Then Florida State's out there with some terrible field position three times in a row. Now they're not able to get out of it and punting on their first three drives. So, I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one sitting there thinking this is either going to be like not a bad blowout, but a day where FSU won't be scoring many points or just a flat or just a flat dismantling. But I th- but I guess I thought wrong, and I guess some other people did too. It kind of seemed like to turn the tides a little bit and give the Knolls some confidence and grab the fans as well with that 89-yard touchdown rush. Great run, but heck of a block by, I believe, Dylan Gibbons. So now the game is a bit more open. And it really turned the game back around some with with the touchdown to follow to give them a 14-7 lead. Now you have the fans back. Now you have the fans back into it. Um, the the Irish had to be a little bit intimidated at that point. Um, so now we, we we noticed that we got a game back on our hands. But I do believe in a close game like this one. Travis's interceptions really made the difference. He's going to have to really improve on his decision-making later this season should they want to win a lot of games. And a three-point loss and three interceptions turning into three shorter fields and three touchdowns of all three of those interceptions um, for Notre Dame, to be completely honest with you, I don't really understand why they don't start Mackenzie Milton because that's that's what I thought that they were going to 
going to do from the get-go. Um, but they, but they went with Travis. Obviously, I think he started some last year. He's still young, still developing. There's no point in giving up on him. But but he's just there's just some decision-making things that he's just gonna have to come and improve on. Uh, but, but Milton did come in towards the end of the game and orchestrated a touchdown drive and finishing a short, short night, five for seven passing, 48 yards. Um, so really, that, that that's some of the moments from this game. And to really call this game in a nutshell, I think that Travis's three interceptions causing 21 points off turnovers and that missed field goal in overtime. Seth look team looks very good and moving in the right direction. But moving forward, they are going to have to do a better job of scoring in tight games, especially here in overtime. I mean, it was a 37-yard field goal. Am I, am I right? Right. I mean, this was a very, very fun game to watch. But it comes down mostly to FSU's miscues to hand Notre Dame the game in a sense. They also dug themselves a big hole against a top-10 team in only a single quarter to get out of it, which they did, but it's going to be hard to get out of that anyways. So to be able to win the game, um, kind of hard to do that against a team and a team that uh, in the past usually has a very, very good defense. Um, so now one of the final things that we're going to talk about is for both teams. Um, uh, so to finish off this episode, it's going to be some stats and an MVP for both teams. Um, but. The first one's going to be their running back, uh, FSU's running back, Jayshon Corbin. He really opened up Florida State, opened up the game, and helped out Florida's dead offense and was kind of like the lifesaver um, to get their offense alive on their feet and give them some confidence to move forward into this game. Um, um, and for for Notre Dame, Jack Cohn, um, over 300 yards, four touchdowns, only one interception. Um you can't ask for much better than that in a close game. And it could also for sure be Michael Meyer with nine receptions, over 100 yards, and one touchdown. So those are those are my, um, those are my uh, MVPs of the game. Now, finally, some stats. So the final stats coming out from this game. Um, so... It was a lot different for both teams. So Florida State ended up finishing with 19 first downs to Notre Dame, 17. More total yards. Um, but Notre Dame had 366 pass yards to FSU's 178. And on the rushing side, Florida State had 264 to Notre Dame's 65. Notre Dame... Or, uh, Florida State had more penalties, uh, obviously the three interceptions um, and the one interception by Cone. Um, that those what the things were. Uh, Thirty minutes to twenty nine minutes about of possession f- in favor of the Irish. Um, but anyways, that's gonna do it for this episode. Anyways, I will talk to you guys next time on the show. Uh, Preston Green, hope you have a good day. Be sure to go check out my YouTube channel. Same thing, Fast Sports Talk Podcast. Subscribe there. There's going to be highlights, podcasts, and press conferences all on that channel. It's There's about five videos there now, I believe. Um, but anyways, Fast Sports Talk, Preston Green. 
I'll talk to you next time on the show.